we were wrestling through, what will this record be? How can we find ourselves on the right side of history? What is the big idea for this song? We have to be aware that we're part of a system that perpetuates racist ideologies. Can we get past those things? Will the story always be the same? You have to be able to bridge those gaps. But to bridge those gaps, you got to see the gap. We can't just look at ourselves, but we have to look at the systems we embody. When we say phrases like, love shall overcome, yeah, we can say it, but... Does love actually overcome? All is not lost. The making of a brilliance album. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second Brilliance podcast. All of the music underscoring this podcast is derived from the track we're going to premiere. This week, we'll be featuring our friends Science Mike McCarg, author of Finding God in the Waves, as well as our good friend Michael Rodzena, pastor of Trinity Grace Church in Tribeca, New York City. And now I'm going to send it over to David. This is episode two. Hear our prayer. Oftentimes when we write brilliant songs, we'll send these little ideas back and forth. And for a song like Hear Our Prayer, it actually evolved over time from other songs. The idea of it came from prayers of the people that I sing on Sunday morning. Hear our prayer, turn our hearts to you, make us whole again, make us one. At the time, John had made the synth line that just felt so good. We said, you know, let's, let's actually think about what we want to say here. If we put some effort into this from a musical side of things, let's not just throw away lyrics. And so we rewrote the verses, kind of rearranged the song. And from there, you get this song that starts off with questions. Seeing the systems of humanity, systems of oppression, systems of fear, just the history of this tragedy. For me, I have to come to terms with my religious upbringing. I was a classic evangelical kid taught to proselytize in a way that was really just based in violence and power and fear and shaming. If it's coercion to my way of thinking about politics or my way of thinking about how to live your life, will the story always be the same? Can we get past those things? And now Mike McCarg, also known as Science Mike. In our modern context, we tend to view ourselves as individuals and we judge our own beliefs and actions in isolation. Am I a racist? Of course not. I have black friends. Of course I'm not racist. I don't use racist language. I'm not in the KKK. I am not racist. 
But to take this hyper-individualistic view itself can perpetuate problems because it ignores the connected and systemic nature of not only our society, but the way that human beings form beliefs. We find that the way people decide what is true and what is not true in research, it mainly comes down to the labels people apply to themselves and the communities that they're a part of. And we see this highlighted every time we see a black person who has lost their life, I'll use very neutral language, in an encounter with the police, you can see radically different individual responses between black and white people that seem to fit within a social or systemic context. And so even if we don't personally feel like we embody racism, we have to be aware that we're part of a system that perpetuates racist ideologies. You can look at something as simple as the way schools are funded in America. You live in a neighborhood. You want to be in the best neighborhood you can afford to get into the best schools so your children are the most successful. And in the act of doing that, you fund schools better that are primarily white in composition without making any intentionally racist act on your own. You've perpetuated a system that creates disadvantages for young black children and perpetuated in a racist system. So we have to be aware that to truly embody grace and peace and love as Christians, we can't just look at ourselves, but we have to look at the systems we embody and how they either produce or eliminate lived expressions of love for other people, of generosity, of the things the Bible calls us to. The song is naming something that typically goes unnamed. My name is Michael Rudzina, and I'm the pastor of Trinity Grace Church in Tribeca. So we're, we're actually putting our finger on something that is very easy to miss and at the same time, as soon as you start to see it, you become overwhelmed by it. Because it feels like this is too big. It's out of my control. It's out of my hands. And that's why I feel so depressed right now, actually. Because <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's out of control. And nobody has the reins on that. And so you're like, what? What can I do to make a difference? Now, when we talk about systems and powers that are beyond individual will or even my tribe, forces that are beyond us, this is where Wink for me is so brilliant because he says, we don't actually have a lot of language of the demonic in the Hebrew scriptures, but we have this explosion of the demonic in the intertestamental period. And he ascribes that to Hellenism. He says, like, there's this infolding of culture and society. So you have all of a sudden this profound awareness that there is something else going on outside of my tribe, outside of my nation, and beyond just my border nations that I'm usually, like, in touch with or in conflict with, but this, this broader scope. So Hellenism starts uniting the world unlike ever before, but also violating 
cultures like unlike ever before. And it's funny because I feel like the same feeling that I have now <laughs> with globalization, being connected like never before via internet is like the same kind of new feeling that people felt when Hellenism was around. And so Wink basically says, this language of the demonic is a super helpful way to talk about where we feel powerless. And not just the powerlessness, like these forces, but how these forces damage our life. And so when I think about how forces damage us and then we just feel out of control, that's what I think about when I think of the demonic. So one of the reasons that I was so animated by living downtown and being here in this place where you had the crash of the towers and you have Wall Street, you have the crash of the market, is that these are two deeply symbolic events and they're symbolic plots of land that represent these forces and they represent these powers. And so you have a feeling living here like I'm in the belly of the beast in some ways. And yet there's also this beauty. There's, it's like the pain and the glory. There's the pain of these systems, but there's also the glory of these systems. And I can't escape the socioeconomic dimension of the chasms that exist between us, whether it's the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer, economic injustice, racial injustice, patterns of human behavior. You have to be able to bridge those gaps but to bridge those gaps, you gotta see the gap. We long for humanity to come together in peace. And from there, it's got this theme of love shall overcome, love shall overcome, an old spiritual. But at the end, you'll notice there's this honesty that comes back that oftentimes when we say phrases like love shall overcome yeah we can say it but does love actually overcome we now present to you in its entirety track six hear our prayer of oppression fueled by hate Held up by a lie we can't escape Humanity, a history of tragedy Does it have to be the future of us all?
listening to our podcast. You can learn more about our new album, All Is Not Lost, on our website, thebrilliancemusic.com. Please be sure to follow us, The Brilliance Music, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for album videos. We also would love to address any questions you may have, and would love to hear about what you think about these songs. So email us at thebrilliancemusic.com at gmail.com. And now, Science Mike. I've written a book called Finding God in the Waves. It's available at bookstores everywhere, but you can learn more about my story of faith lost and found and how I learned to relate to faith through science at findinggodinthewaves.com. If you'd like to keep up with me on a more regular basis, I host two podcasts. 
One is called Ask Science Mike, a weekly question and answer show where I address questions about science, faith, and life. It comes out every Monday and can be found at AskScienceMike.com. I also co-host the Liturgist podcast with Michael Gunger, an every other week program where we explore topics through the lenses of science, art, and faith. It can be found at theliturgist.com slash podcast. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and rate it on iTunes. Share with your friends, neighbors, loved ones, or anyone who will listen. Until next week, this is John Arndt signing off. This podcast was produced by John Arndt and David Gunger. All interviews conducted by David Gunger. Editing, sound design, and mix by John Arndt.